This is an AMI podcast. My name is Bruce Cook, and I ride freestyle motocross. This is the biggest trick in the world of action sports. A double front flip! 35 feet in the air, I under-rotated. When I landed, I couldn't feel my legs. I knew this would not be the end for me. With the help of friends, innovation, and modifications... You want to talk about a comeback? Here it is! Ten months later, I landed the world's first backflip as a paraplegic. Touring with Nitro Circus has gotten my story out there and triggered a flood of messages from people with injuries and disabilities. It's been seven years, and I'm ready to help other people. I've teamed up with some other innovative friends, and we are on a mission to help people with disabilities experience epic adventures. By hook or by cup. I'm in Victoria today to meet a lady named Carly. Carly reached out to me because she wants to go on an adventure, and we actually kind of share similar backgrounds with both being involved in high-level sports. It's going to be really interesting to learn her story and go on this adventure together. Hey, Carly. Hi. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. My name's Bruce, and <laughs> I heard that you want to go on an adventure. I totally do. Awesome. Nice to meet I'm you. your guy. My name is Carly Grigg. I'm 45, and I live in Victoria, B.C. I just remember telling my mom I can't read the blackboard. I remember telling my teachers I couldn't read the blackboard. I was already sitting up at the front of the classroom. They started doing more and more tests. That's when they realized that I had optic nerve atrophy and was losing my vision. I was on a ski team when I was younger, and my ski coach skied in front of me. Like, there, nobody ever thought twice about it. Back in university, I was at Mount Washington Ski Hill here on the island, and they had this adaptive program. And I just thought, wow, it's a really foggy day. I can't see what I'm doing. I'm going to go check it out. I went down there, I introduced myself, and they said, oh, yeah, we, we ski with blind skiers all the time. We hit you up with the radio. We send you out with two volunteers, and you'll have a great day. I had the best day ever, and that was it. I was hooked. I ended up getting onto the provincial team right away and then raced with them for a while and then was on the development team and then the national team. His lead up to the Paralympics, I was on the road to being qualified. If things had been going the way we were, no problem. But I couldn't, my body couldn't do it. I'd be on a World Cup race course trying to get my edges going and my one leg would just be bouncing all over the place. I just couldn't trust my body. Somehow I thought I could hide it, which didn't work. You have to perform, and I wasn't performing. So I was cut. That was hard. My identity at that point was I'm a ski racer. That's what I do. But I did have a great ski team doctor who started doing testing, who got me on the road to actually getting a diagnosis of having a mitochondrial disease. My trigeminal nerve is a little bit over the top when it sends pain signals. It's actually known as the most painful condition a human can experience. My body can't generate energy, and so I get weaker and weaker and weaker. The biggest lesson for me to learn right now, I think, is still self-acceptance. They don't know if it's like tomorrow I'll be in a wheelchair or I'll never will be in a wheelchair. You just don't know. Life becomes a bit small. That looks like a good spot. Sure, that's cool. Here. Yeah, you bet. Perfect. Got the ocean and 
as far as you can see, and it doesn't get much better than this. It, it really doesn't. <laughs> I know very little about mitochondrial disease. You got it. Okay. Yep. Mito disease, for Perfect. sure. Perfect. That's easier for me. Tell me what that was like growing up with mito. I didn't even know I had it, so it probably didn't express itself till a little bit later. It's not understanding why my body wasn't working, why I was getting really weak. It was difficult. Before you were diagnosed then, mm -hmm. you were fairly involved in sport and at quite a high level of sport. Mm -hmm. uh, what was that like then? Elite level sport is hard to begin with, and then when you have something like mito disease, it was just doubly hard. Are you a fairly goal-oriented person? I don't like just sitting around not doing anything. And I think that's where sports came in and were a really important part of my life. How'd you kind of fill that void of sport and adventure? <laughs> I'm a little lost at the moment. I just need another sport. Need that little bit of training, I think, and competition with the end goals, because I really, I really like that. My plan so far mm -hmm. is that we're going to head to Euclid okay. and head out for the first day uh, into the harbor there. There's been yeah. an inlet, so mm -hmm. we can kind of test it out, see how balance is. I know my balance isn't the greatest. Okay. So, <laughs> so what are we doing on the water? We'll be in kayaks. That would be awesome. Yeah, you and I will be in one together, so yep. that should be interesting. Oh, so yeah. The first day will be a really good uh, kind of tester. Yeah, yep. feeler day. We'll feel it out, see if we can, we can handle it, and yep. then uh, take on a bigger adventure. That sounds so cool. For the first time, it's not going to be me trying to slide in with all the everybody else who's able-bodied and doesn't have any problems. I just get to, to go and push and enjoy myself and learn about all the different ways I can do all these different activities. Today I'm in Euclid, a town of 1,700 people that is on the furthest west coast of BC. It's the last stop before Japan. Today we're taking Carly kayaking on the inlet because it's a little calmer, there's no wind, no waves, so it's a good little test to test her strength and uh, endurance before we head out on the open ocean in a few days. Carly has 4% vision remaining, so I'll describe everything as we go along. I'm excited to get things going, and we'll see how it is. I have never been sea kayaking before. It's something I've always wanted to try, and uh, I'm really looking forward to today getting out there. I'm a little nervous about the waves. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Hey Carly. Hi, how's it going? Good, how are you? Great. Good. So, we're at the kayak spot. Uh, got the ocean just beyond these trees here, so that's where we're gonna get loaded in. Nervous about anything? I'm like nervous excited. Let's get down to the boats and check them out. Sounds good. I'm just gonna follow you. You bet. So these are the kayaks. Very cool. I was thinking I was gonna go in the back, but I think I'm gonna go in the front because I learned that the controls for steering are in the back and use your feet, which obviously I can't do. So I'll drive. You can drive and hopefully stability will be good considering I don't have any core and it sounds like that's a pretty big part of it, so. I'll be the core, he be the eyes. Hey, that's okay. good teamwork. My <laughs> <laughs> feet in here first. More graceful than I thought. Definitely feels a little wobbly, which is concerning considering we're still on land. But... It turns out the sea kayak paddles are directional. Carly isn't able to see the shape of the paddle to identify the orientation, so I'm going to stick a piece of soft Velcro where her hands will be placed. As the paddle moves, she'll be able to feel the reference for the correct paddle direction. 
How did you come up with this idea? On the dirt bike grip, uh, half of it, for my grips anyway, half is kind of smooth, mm -hmm. and then on the fingertips, it's kind of raised up a bit more. Right. So if I'm doing jumps or, or like, yeah, doing a backflip or anything, then it's it's a lot by feel where you're grabbing back onto. So if you want to give that a feel, so it's right, yeah, on the top. Okay, so is that that's probably going to be right outside. outside yeah, right about here. there. So at least so if I'm you know. So I'm just going to come in a bit. But yeah, yeah exactly. so I can just You can just feel it. if it's on the top, and then you're good to go, so. Oh yeah, so it's right there. Yeah. Fancy. This is just such a tiny little thing, and it's going to make a world of a difference for me. All right, ready to set sail? Let's do it. Okay. Are we floating? Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. It looks really cool with like the gnarly rock outcroppings and like the island with a. Well, a warning sign on the top for boats. Oh, so, so we're going to the warning sign? Yeah, straight towards the warning sign. <laughs> That's kind of the story of my life. <laughs> Carly and I are in Uklulik getting a crash course on the endurance needed for kayaking in a current. How are you? How are your arms feeling? My left arm's burning. You can definitely see how this would be a good workout. Yeah, people that do this like day after day after day after day yeah. and portage, like, yeah. that's crazy. Well, you know, it's just new, right? We <laughs> yep. haven't done this before. Let's take a break. Yeah. People look at me and think I'm totally healthy and not disabled. Yeah. And I mean, I probably bring that on myself by, you know, most of my life trying to just be uh, sighted and blend in and not let anybody know. Like, I'll say something like, oh, I'm having a hard time getting a little uncoordinated here. And then it almost feels like people think I'm just making excuses. Right. I have pain, like, all the time. Ironically, all my nerve pain is below my injury where mm -hmm. I technically like can't feel. My family has been amazing, but they don't understand. And it's probably because I just hide it. I guess I've got the same insecurities that people wouldn't want to be around me if I was always like, you know, cutting the party short or, or like having to change plans or, or whatever it is. But it's not, isn't that interesting? Cause I'm like, of course they would love you and still be your friends. But then I think exactly the same thing. It's almost like losing somebody. Like who I used to that be, party. That, like yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Like very active, always running, jumping, like you know, biking, skiing, everything. And it's like yeah. that person's gone. Like that's kind of the best way I can describe it. Was like mourning a loss. If we had to do this for like eight hours straight, it would be pretty difficult. This morning's kayak with Carly was awesome, but she did start to fatigue, and tomorrow we have to cover a lot more distance. The sun has come out, and my best friend Tom is at a lake close by, so I'm meeting him to assist with my plan. Yeah, Tom. Hey. How's it going? It's going. Got the motor and the battery. Got the stuff? Yeah. Perfect. Looks like that old puppy's been in storage for a while. Probably 38 years or something. <laughs> so why did you get me to bring the motor and the battery if we're going kayaking? You're a fisherman, and you know all about trolling motors. And uh, the other day in your fishing boat kind of gave me the idea. Oh, so no. Carly fatigues quite easily, and it's going to be a big open ocean paddle. So I figure we take the trolling motor, duct tape it to the side of the kayak, and uh, that'll help her out a little bit. Oh boy. <laughs> I brought a roll of duct tape. Wow. And good faith. <laughs> Not sure where good faith has gotten us over the years, but <laughs> duct tape has gotten us places. To give us a little power during tomorrow's open ocean adventure, I'm mounting an electric trolling motor to the side of the kayak. A 12 volt car battery will power the motor. Try and drop the battery in that uh, dry box in the back. I'm worried if I make it fit, it ain't coming out. There's lots of room kind of inside where I'm sitting. 
We can just throw it between my legs. And then yeah, that's better. the cord for the motor is plenty long. Red on positive, black on negative. And it should be ready to test out. I'm liking this. Yeah, this is gonna work just fine. I can still kind of face forward and turn around and use my arm to control it, so. You know, you really don't have to use the uh, paddle to kayak if you have the motor there. Yeah, that's kind of my point. <laughs> Replace the paddle with the motor. This is, gonna, this is gonna work. Might be a little dog leggy, but it'll work. See you, suckers. Working like a charm. Watch out for the boy. Oh, not great. <laughs> you good? Ah. Whew. It's okay when you go straight. I tried to turn a bit of a corner. Yeah. And that gave us some issues. So oh, yeah. I think we might have to go back to the drawing board. So it's early morning and heading out with Carly today. After my test yesterday, I definitely realized that I need to stabilize the kayak. Today I'm gonna need a little bit of help, so I invited my Auntie Pooh to come along. She's uh, been a big advocate for getting disabled people back into sport, and she's also been an avid kayaker for many years. Hey, Miller. Hey, Auntie Pooh. Howdy. Uh, what are you doing? I'm going kayaking. Really? <laughs> right on. This is my kind of kayaking. This is. Got the kayak and you got a motor. My name is Auntie Pooh. <laughs> and I've known Bruce all the years of his life. Watching his accident was awful. Yeah, one of the worst points in my life for sure. Since then, I've just been amazed at his resilience, yeah. And his willingness to carry on and uh, his, the, his guts, his courage. He just is an amazing guy. So Looks good. We're going out with uh, a lady named Carly, mm -hmm. and she also fatigues a little bit. Mm -hmm. So one thing led to another. Put the motor on, tested right. it out, flipped it. So oh. now we have the outriggers <laughs> so that we don't flip. And uh, <laughs> Good call. Good now call. if I could get your hand to kind of right. uh, finish this little project off before she gets here shortly. Okay. My newly concocted and not yet tested plan has outriggers on either side of the kayak for stability. I secured a 2x4 on top and mounted the motor with U-bolts, allowing movement and hopefully stable steering. We got these U-bolts that I'm using to attach the 2x4 to the outriggers. Make a piece that goes 90 degrees to that one and that'll mount the... Okay. You have these, the motor mounts with these little uh, screws, uh, clamps it on there, so... This is kind of standard issue for our family. That's why the hair is dyed. <laughs> <laughs> I am a little nervous, but that's a nervous excitement. Like I'm looking forward to it. Because I just don't know what to expect. Lots of anticipation of what's going to happen today. Here we are. We're all set to go. Got the kayaks loaded on the big... What, 30-foot 30, 30 boat that's going to take us out to the island. Hey, Carly. Hey, good morning. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Great, thanks. Good? Yeah. This is my Auntie Poo. Hi, Auntie, Auntie Poo. Poo. Carly. Hello. Hi, nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you. So we're back at the kayak spot. This time, a much bigger boat behind us. So that is going to take 
us and the kayaks and the gear out to the spot that we're going to be starting at. Perfect. And then uh, we're going to be doing some kayaking around the island. Sounds good to me. Okay, let's get loaded up. My Auntie Pooh and I are taking Carly to Deer Islands, where we're going to kayak in the open ocean. I feel like I'm in a different planet, almost. On the top of that rock, mm -hmm. there's a huge sea lion, sort of darky, blackish underneath. Yeah. And he's got his nose straight up in the air. Oh, there's somebody out here. I just heard them yeah, breathing. The kids. The growling. growling. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah. awesome. Oh, and there's a baby. Pretty neat. Yesterday, Bruce and I were both tired and thought, oh, shoot, am I going to be able to do this? Or am I going to wreck everything by crashing out? There's got to be ways to, to do these activities still. I just don't know how to do it. Here's your gear. Uh, well, first of all, your uh, kayak jacket. jacket. Okay. This is so gorgeous here. It's such an amazing island. We kind of walked around. There's a tide pool over there. We found uh, green anemones. like. Gorgeous, and then it's, there's wild strawberries right behind us. This is really, uh, yeah, this is amazing. This is really cool. <laughs> Just putting the last finishing touches on this bad boy. Hey. Hey, guys. Hey. Remember uh, last time paddling, the yeah. slight issue of fatigue and uh, stability? Okay. I solved those things. Did you ever? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, built a couple outriggers. And then on the outriggers, I put this uh, electric trolling motor. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, oh we can paddle a bit, and then uh, if we're, you know, for a little longer distance today, then we can kick this puppy on, and uh, we can cruise yes. while looking around. Okay, yeah. And what about my boat? Bring <laughs> uh, it. You're all my motor. <laughs> okay, let's head her out then. Okay. Looking good. Yep. Yep. Paddle back a bit. Here we go. I keep thinking to myself, wow, I can't believe I'm doing this. Whoa, this is so cool. And holy crow, the water's deep and it's all good. And so I just kind of kept catching myself in that. It's like it doesn't even seem real. Yeah, not a bad backdrop. I've got oh, yeah. six inches of water under me, Carly. Oh, cool, rock. cool. Yeah. Oh, and there's a, a little yellow sea star. Sea star, not starfish. <laughs> oh, and some sand enemies. Oh, oh let's go. Can you go check out the anemones? Some enemies? Yeah. Some sea, sea enemies. anemones? Bright green to match okay. the, let's get in there. the algae. If you come in here, Carly, you can see, you can feel the kelp coming up from the bottom. It's like a beautiful kelp forest further in front of you. Or maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe you're right in yeah, it. Yeah, we're in it. Yeah. <laughs> It's just cool coming to a spot like this in the kayaks. I can't get places that I used to be able to in my wheelchair for obvious reasons. The rock is gnarly here. Like you wouldn't be getting anywhere close nope. in a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you can see this from the road or whatever, it's it's so much different. This is really, I'm really enjoying this because we're just, uh, we're out here. You're telling me what you're seeing, which I really, really like. And we're, we're going at a nice pace. like. We're yeah. not having to power through everything, and I, I, I really appreciate that. There's what you can physically do, and then what you probably should, should do in do. a day. <laughs> I know I can write myself off for a few days if I uh, do a bit too much. It's interesting, because so many people are like, you can do anything you want if you put your mind to it. And part of me's like, no, it doesn't quite work like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
I think that you know one of the biggest things I learned, uh, especially today, is just being okay with being comfortable and not having to be competitive and killing myself to do something. Like it's nice not feeling terrible and it's nice not feeling sick and stuff. For me, a lot of times, it's friends just not knowing because I don't tell them. So it's like they think that I do want to go the whole way mm -hmm, right. because that's who I maybe used to be. You know, I wonder if um, being honest with people about where where the fatigue is and those kind of things would give me the ability to have more fun with my friends. I think you just maybe need friends that you feel comfortable with and that uh, support them and you know, are super happy to help you with the experience rather than being super competitive and leaving you in the dirt. Oh, we do have a show. Oh, it's oh, a seal. There yeah. he is. Keep going? Yeah. Oh, oh, there it is. I found it. You see him? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he moved. Hello. That was close. That was cool. Thanks for uh, taking me all the way in. I wouldn't have done that. That makes it easy. That's cool. Yeah. Knowing that even when you do lose the ability, like as I'm losing my vision and losing my strength in my body, I can I can still get out there and do things. It's just not the same as it used to be, but it's still just as exciting. I loved every part of this trip, especially connecting with Carly and together realizing that it's okay to be different than you used to be. If you can be honest with your abilities and open to adaptions, your experiences can be even more amazing. This adventure is, is, uh, wouldn't have happened if I hadn't been honest about my abilities. Hosted by myself, Bruce Cook, with the help of Tom Flanagan and my Auntie Pooh. Produced by Pamela Tomlinson. Story editor, Connie Edwards. Audio recorded by Mike Peterson. Final mix by Tyler Gillis. Special thanks to Carly Grigg for AMI. Story consultant, Ardra Shepard. Integrated described video consultant, Ron Rickford. Development and production executive, Andrew Morris. A Render Digital production. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.